Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Welcome back to Soul of an Empath. My name is Tiffany Cano. I've been loving the podcast series and the guests that I've been having on. And today I have a sister healer <laughs> on the show with us, Ariana Rollins with Higher True Self Life Change Training. And she and I have a spiritual affinity with one another. We both work with empaths and healing deeper subconscious core wounds. And she has her own flavor and her own methodology that she uses when she's working with people. So I'm excited to have her on the show today. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. Ariana Rollins helps sensitive people on a spiritual path be effective in making a living and live from their heart so that they can manifest their intentions personally, professionally, and spiritually. Ariana is an internationally recognized facilitator of the cybernetic transposition processes. With a professional background of management consulting in Europe and South America and a psychology degree from Rutgers, she combines her experience, intuition, and extensive personal development knowledge to teach her clients how to remove their invisible barriers to fulfillment. So welcome, Ariana, to the show. I'm so happy to be here, Tiffany. This is going to be fun. Every time we get together, it's just <laughs> giggles and well-being. I love it. Yes, yes. And being a fellow empath as you are, it's, it's so lovely to just have a moment to connect with you and be with you. And tell me what it was like for you growing up as an empath. Well, this it, is funny, Tiffany. I didn't know I was an empath until in late 40s. I didn't know. I just suffered as a very sensitive child. I mean, it was traumatic. I won't go into some of the experiences that I had as a child. Maybe it wouldn't have bothered, you know, some other people. I will tell one real quick is we lived in Whittier outside LA and that was, we lived in a home that was zoned where you could have a farm animal. My mother was raised on a farm. So she decided she'll save money on meat. You know where this story's going. Oh. She, bought, she <laughs> bought a baby cow. We fed it with, you know, milk and we nurtured it. We called it Andy. We went out and played with it like we would our cat. And then her father comes one day and says, don't go outside girls grandfather's going to be here. We're going to be basically getting ready to fill our freezer with Andy. So they butchered him right out there, hung Andy on our swing set and all his blood drained out. And so we were inside and these, that's just one, but there were many for, you know, an empath. It was, it felt like I arrived on a brutal earth, right? It was really, really hard. And so then when I realized I was an empath, I think it was looking up something online and thank goodness online, right? YouTube videos. And it's like, oh, 
that's why I'm sensitive. Oh, that's why I take in other people's illnesses in my body and process them out. That's why I can read what's going on with someone and get to the heart of the matter. But it was, it was like a shocking life until I realized you've got to manage a gift like that. You know this. You walk out there open and vulnerable like I was, the world's harsh. It's, it can be really hard on you. But if you can manage your gifts and you open just at sacred times, then it's a gift for the world. Uh, and how has that impacted your work? and puts you on the path that you are with your career? Well, initially, because of the, uh, you know, the empathic nature, I could only work with one person a day, <laughs> and then I'd be exhausted. So through the, the, the tools that I teach and the work that I, I, I guide people through, I developed a kind of compassionate detachment and loving immunity. So I could work with people leave them where they are and I stay over here because if I went down with them then I wasn't serving anybody I just was not I was yeah having compassion and understanding but I wasn't able to guide them out of it so now at the place where I'm doing my work I can work with sometimes I have six to seven calls in one day and I can leave the day more bright and more uplifted than I began so that's that was quite a journey from where I started. Yeah. Out of curiosity, with the way things have been this year, what kind of coping mechanisms and tools are you using to help you? One thing is to not listen to the news. Like I don't listen other than NPR on occasion, but sometimes I'll turn it on and I'm in tears because I'm feeling the suffering of the planet. And the other thing is that to give my per, myself permission to be happy and joyful and that not everybody's in that place. I'm not in judgment, but I also shouldn't be crushing my joy to because everybody's in fear and worry. So I sense it and I'm choosing to be loving, present, and joyful. So those are the tools is when I go into Facebook, it's like, very targeted. I look at my groups, I look at specific people, but other than that, no. So at first it took some discipline because the brain wants to know. It wants to know what's going on, what's going on, you know? And then we get plugged into that, at least I do, and I want to stay plugged in. So it took some discipline and watching uplifting movies. That really helps to laugh and to, and sometimes my most recent one, which is so great. I highly recommend it. Anybody who's ever been to Europe, I think you'll love it. It's called Emily in Paris. It's a Netflix I series. I've seen that movie. I just loved <laughs> it. It was like, it's so cute. I, it's so cute. It's uplifting. But it also showed what the French are like. Because I actually lived and worked in England and Germany. So I know what it's like to be an American, you know, living outside the country uh -huh. and working. In a foreign land. So I was like cracking up. It's so true. And yet, so yes, I'm very discerning about what I watch and I tune in, Tiffany, at the very first few minutes. How am I feeling? Shut it off. Even if my brain gets hooked in, shut it off. And I switch to something else. So mm -hmm. it's managing our input, you know, our, our the impressions and food. Here's a weird one sugar. Sugar drops my frequency. 
to where my immune system actually gets suppressed. And so that's another thing that I've done is no sugar at this time. Weird tips. I've noticed how sugar flattens me as well. Mm. my, My vibe goes down. I get a little foggier mentally. So I I get that one. I haven't heard anybody say that. So thank you. I'm not crazy. There's there's a movie called That Sugar Film. Uh There was a documentary by an Aussie guy. And it is really eye-opening about sugar and how addictive it is. It's just as addictive or more addictive than even crack. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to write that one down. What's it called? The Sugar Film? That sugar film. Okay. Another book that I read many, many years ago by Patrick Duffy called Sugar Blues. That Mm. opened my eyes and it spoke about the addictive qualities and also how it suppresses the immune system up to 48 hours after we consume it. So if anybody wants to support their immune system, it takes some time. It takes a little discipline to break the habit of it. But once you do, there's a sense of freedom and Mm -hmm. well-being that comes with it, to be unplugged from the matrix of sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. And I want to ask you a little bit more about getting unplugged as well as like looking into your subconscious mind. And then at some point on this show, I would love for you to also give us a sample of a guided meditation us, you know, get grounded while also connecting with our true self and source. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Thank you. So tell me a little bit more about how you work with the unconscious mind or subconscious mind. Well, it all started, um, oh my gosh, 18 years ago when a friend of mine gave me a book and the book title is how to get lots of money for anything fast. And it was kind of an obnoxious title. I didn't want to read it. My friend called me almost every day for three months and finally said, I'll read it. Just stop asking me if I read it. And as I was reading it, and you can probably resonate when you find something of supreme value, go like, oh, this is amazing. So that's what happened to me. And I realized that it could help me rebuild myself after going through a divorce and becoming a mother. I was like, I don't know who I am anymore. And there are certain blocker clearing exercises in there that work beyond anything that I've ever tried. It goes beyond NLP. And here's why, because it's working at the body level. So if we think of the unconscious mind, the body is a storehouse of the unconscious mind. When we have a body symptom, whether it's a pain in our temple or a migraine headache or you know nausea, those are communications from the unconscious mind. I'm going to pause for a moment. It's really important people get that. Whenever you have a body symptom, it's a communication from your unconscious mind. What's it communicating? It could be you're just about to, to do a habit, have a thought or eat chocolate or something. And it alerts you right before that habit takes over. And this is the power of it. When we become just a bit aware of that, we can then change that habit where we take what's happening in the present moment. We go back and back in time. We re-perceive it. 
and it changes the future. Very much like the great uh, movie with Michael J. Fox, um, Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. Exactly, <laughs> Tiffany. That's what the process is. And it's called past perception revision process. And it just, it changes our frequency. We get unplugged and into a much higher plane of thinking, higher vibration. And then all of a sudden we notice, hey, I'm not craving chocolate anymore. That's cool. Without like having to struggle and, and force ourselves. But that's pro- the part of the book. The big focus of the book is how to achieve your, your objectives and intentions, which is important. Whether mm-hmm. it's making money for anything that you need or whether it's building a heart-centered practice that you attract people who you love working with, whatever it is, it's, it, you're, you're using the harmony that you establish between your conscious mind and your unconscious to then work on your behalf because we're all connected at the brain level. We're one big brain tribe. So when we transmit our desire and our intention, if it's right for someone else to respond to it, they'll respond. And then all of a sudden your practice is growing. Can you give us a tangible example or feeling or process that we might be able to do? Let's see. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's do this. So just gently close your eyes, please. And please, if you're listening to this in the car, do not do this right now. Wait till you get home. All right. So just notice your back and spine is straight, your feet flat on the floor. And just take a deep breath in of peace and calming energy. Exhale out the earlier part of your day. Imagine you can go to one of your perfect nature spots. Maybe you love the ocean and you're walking on the beach, feeling the sand between your toes, the water lapping on your feet, the warmth of the sunshine on your face. Or maybe you love the mountains and that pine fragrance, rich air and the stillness. Wherever your perfect nature spot is, go there now. Your mind's eye, feel it, see it, sense it. And imagine you can take a deep breath in of that high quality air. Exhale out the earlier part of our conversation here and any free floating thoughts, let it go. Very good. Notice your feet flat on the floor and imagine out of the bottom of your feet, your own unique grounding roots. Like a tree, they nourish you and support you and strengthen you. Imagine you could follow those roots all the way, all the way, the center of the earth, and you see a circle of light. Imagine planting your roots in that circle of light, grounding you, centering you, signifying you are there. Allow any tenseness, any resistance, anything blocking the love and the light from freely flowing into your body any troubles, anything that's no longer serving you, allow it to flow down, 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 out your feet into the soil of the earth below. You might feel a bit of tingling in the bottom of your feet as it leaves your body. Good. Bring your awareness to the center of your chest, right above your heart. 
and imagine when I ask this question, you'll intuit an answer. Maybe you'll see it, hear it, feel it, sense it. Or it's a blank, whatever it is, is fine. Focusing on the center of your chest, right above your heart, ask, please show me a memory where I felt relaxed, fulfilled, peaceful, satisfied, maybe even loved. And you can just give me a little smile or a little sound that you see that moment in time. You see something, Tiffany? Beautiful. Focusing on that moment in time, ask, true self, were you present? You got it. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Okay, so now let's go back to the beginning of our day today. And I'm going to gently guide you to touch stones and touch points along your day. And your unconscious is going to be revealing to you important messages. And we may get a really important message, or it might just be just little touchstones along the way. So as you go back to the beginning of your day, when you opened your eyes, and just flow through your day to this point right now, just notice what comes to your conscious awareness. If I were guiding a student through this, I'd have them write it down. But since we don't have paper and pen right now to do that, if you would like to speak it out, you can. Otherwise, you can write it down. Once you grab that one, go to the next one. Just like cream floating to the surface of the milk, just become aware of the little noticings, touchstones upon your day. And then go to another one. Go to another one. If you're listening to the podcast, I do invite you to write it down. Okay. So with each one of those, I want you to feel into the rating of fulfillment of it. On a one to 10 scale, one is the pits. 10 is... ideal, really fulfilling. You'd love to have more experiences like that. So Tiffany, if you just like to tell me the ratings, you don't have to tell me what you got. I got four memories and I'm going to rate them, but what are your ratings? This was a, a sluggish morning. And, Mine too. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a, a lot of before I started, you know, this interview and got into a different archetype <laughs> and flow. Mm-hmm. So my ratings, you know, were between like four to seven. Okay. Until, you know, like until I we started did, got, until yeah. I did, you know, like a prayer and any meditation to connect up. And then it went, you know, to the, up to a nine. Okay. Beautiful. So let's take that one that's really low rated, the, mm-hmm. the lowest one. It was when you became aware you just opened your eyes and it was a rough night's sleep and you were fatigued. You had to start a full day. So take that moment in time and imagine as I ask this question, you'll get an answer. Okay. 
you'll intuit an answer. Focusing on your heart again, ask true self, what was so troubling about that? So troubling about that moment. You might intuit something or might be a blank. Did you get anything, Tiffany? Did. Okay. Nothing to share on air. No, that's fine. You don't have to share it. So from that place of that higher perspective, your most high evolved place perspective, I invite you to revise it. Imagine you are the director of your movie, which you are, and you're <laughs> the director of this scene and rewrite it. So how would you have liked to have woken up? What would have been your thoughts? What would have been the energy in your body? Tell me when you get that framed, tuned up or turned up to a 10 in joy and fulfillment. You might need to remove some pieces from the original scene. That's okay. You might need to add some pieces in. Whatever it is, tell me when you get it to a 10. You got it. Beautiful. Okay. Is there anything else that you could add to make it more joyful? You got it? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Okay, good. Add that to it. And then when you see it unfolding in your mind's eye, like a little movie clip surrounded with a ball of white light, and I'm going to make the request. Surround it with a ball of white light, place it into your heart and make the request. This is how Tiffany would have liked to experience waking up this morning. Please make that happen and unfold for the highest good of her and all future situations. Highest good of her and of all involved. Imagine you can breathe that mini scene in and out of your body. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Hmm. What we just did is we did a mini retraining of our unconscious mind. Like, not that. That's not how I want to wake up. This is how I want to wake up. And like a, a, a dog, when you're very consistent with it and you feed it, you nourish it and support it, it will serve you. Your unconscious mind is your servant. It is the body. When we have direct access to it, which is why I love the true self work, because that becomes the bridge. And for sensitive, empathic people, they're a joy to work with because they grasp the materials and they can get rapid results just from a few little tips. Yes, I, I love experiential examples and guided meditations and things that help us to connect to source and our higher soul, our true self. It definitely was a much better way of waking up this morning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and what other ways can someone use this in addition to, you know, the earliest part of waking up in the day? Like, can we use it to change habits? Can we use it to change beliefs? 
yes, we can use it to change how we think, how we feel, habits, beliefs. And it's a little bit more, I don't know how much time we have. I know that we were talking about 30 minutes, but there's a 10 minute exercise that I'm actually going to be teaching in a live free training coming up. And it's to, it's to transpose something. So we take a past experience or event, something we want to experience in the future. So maybe it was a peak moment of where we had great discipline or where we <laughs> had a big win in our, in our work or made a huge impact or a good sales day or whatever it is. And we bring it to not only the present moment, but we project it into the future. We create what's called a future memory. So we take that past success and we transpose it to be in the future. But I think it takes a little too much time, but I will make sure that you have access to the, the free training, um, free um, your most, your powerful self and people will get that experience. And once you learn how to do these exercises, you can do them again and again. And all you need is a piece of paper and a pencil. And you're, you are reprogramming and giving proper instructions to your unconscious mind rather than it working what it thinks is useful for you. And that program might've got in when you were five years old and it mm-hmm. continues because as we know that once something comes in, it's a first that becomes the um, go-to pattern, especially when we're stressed, we can bring our consciousness and our awareness If we're like operating fully, but when we're under pressure or stress, that lower part comes out, (laughs) which I would call blockers. They're definitely Mm -hmm. not serving our highest self. Mm -hmm. Is this part of the cybernetics transposition that that you do as one of your main modalities? Yeah, what I because I've been working with it for so long, it took me. It was an 800-hour training. It was more intense than either degree I did. And five years of significant work one-on-one and in groups to master it. So what I've done now is I've kind of made it my own in a way. So I, I bring in the parts that really are powerful. And then we bring in the more um alignment with our true self because that's what I found. That's the fast track to having a life that is deeply desirable and the successes we want. Instead of always focusing on clearing the blocking energies, if we can find a way to get our higher true self to endorse our objective, our intention, there is a grace and ease that we just are carried towards that. And we just pick up the little signs along the way. So that was kind of a long answer to what you were asking. (laughs) Yeah. And how does it differ from other personal development programs, law of attraction, the secret, et cetera? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm grateful to the law of attraction and Abraham Hicks, what she's doing. It's, there's a lot of resonant truth and she is a great signpost of how we are meant to be operating. But in my experience, she doesn't have the tools and the structure. That's one of the things that I have. I have a very um, a strong position of Saturn in my astrological chart. It's in the house of Pisces. 
So in a joke, I said to myself, well, maybe I'm putting structure on connecting back to God, you know, and it's a joke. <laughs> and then I wonder, maybe. Anyway, so the, the law of attraction <laughs> and the secret, it, it really gives us a window into how we are supposed to be functioning as manifesting beings, co-creators. And, but the, there's not the system. There's not the what I just walked you through, or there's not the form, there's not the structure, that's not, it's not scientific. That's what the higher true self work is. It's scientific as in it's repeatable. It's based on solid evidence of oh, 100,000, 200,000 people working these tools. And when they work them regularly, the success rate is just astronomical. So that's really how it works. And I'm grateful for all of that work because it paved the way for people to see that we've been operating the hard way and trying to do it the Nike kind of force it, do it. And there is, there are easier ways. And I love the structure. I just, you know, you do this and then it works. And then you do this little tip. And when you feel that blocking energy, you bring this and you do this exercise, you know? Wonderful. Hmm. I really like you. I really <laughs> I like love you your too. work. <laughs> it's like we have some overlap and also some differences, and it's all going, you know, in the same trajectory. And I love it. I know. I love that. I've I've been actually <laughs> really looking for someone who who to do this with, you know, who can see what I see and have complementary skills because I think creating kind of, I don't know, I'm thinking in my head, kind of co-creating something that our work can really touch just a wider audience and really help a lot more people. And yeah. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. love you too. (laughs) Yeah. So before we wrap up here, I want you to talk to them a bit about your free gift. And, you know, if you have an event or something coming up, you're welcome to share that as well. Yeah, we've got, it's a little, um, kind of little manifesting kit. Okay. Uh, They get access to a sample of the book I wrote, the manifesting guide. And in there, there is a wish list. So they start to prime the pumps of that joyful, childlike hope and belief that anything's possible. There are a couple guided, um, there's a guided meditation, then there's another audio exercise to guide them through it. Because I find that when we get into that peaceful place and we tune out from the outside world and tune into what's real in us, we can see things, we can get insights. So I always suggest whenever you're doing any of these exercises, have some paper and pencil because you'll get insights. Um, and so that one is available um, always. Um, and you can get that. There'll be a link I guess in the show notes, but there is something special that I'm really feeling is so valuable for us now in, as we start and prepare for 2021. So there is a little mini training. It's completely free. And that one is going to be starting October 19th and it's free. The powerful you move to the next level of your true path. So I'm really excited to be bringing this work because we 
really need to grasp that anything is possible, anything. And a lot of times if we've been beset with some losses, I mean, I had a very serious death in my family this year. And so this year it's fraught with a lot of change and a lot of loss. And I know that we can create together, we can create very different reality for 2021 because this has been kind of a spiritual reset for many people. And we're going to leave right behind what we no longer want to carry and what no longer serves us and rise higher above the fog and say, what would I accomplish if success was guaranteed? would be possible because anything is possible, especially with all the support that we have. If we just tuned in and learned how to tune in. Beautiful. Love it. (laughs) Okay. So I will put the links in the show notes so that people can access the free gifts as well as info on the October 19th event that you have coming up. And what is your website overall if they just want yeah, to it's, check um, you out? HireTrueSelf.com. HireTrueSelf.com. All right. So thank you so much, Ariana, for a fabulous podcast episode. Thank you, sister. <laughs> much <laughs> love and blessings. Sister. Namaste to all. <laughs> Loved it. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Soul of an Empath with Tiffany Cano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.